The Weekly Dish podcast is presented by Common Ground Minnesota. Food and farming conversations from Minnesota women in agriculture. Learn more at commongroundminnesota.com or follow them on Instagram at commongroundminn. Hey, everybody, it's Steph March for Common Ground Minnesota. Listen, food brings out the passion in people, so let's talk about food together. Common Ground Minnesota is an online resource for you to do that, and it's 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 run by volunteer women farmers from Minnesota of all walks. We're talking big farms, small farms. We're talking dairy. We're talking produce. These women in agriculture are growing and raising the food that we all eat. We love to have a chat with them about what it, what it means to be sustainable and what does it mean when they're using pesticides and why are they doing it. All of this is available at Common Ground Minnesota website. It's commongroundminnesota.com. And then on that new website, you guys, there are videos, there's you know FAQs, there's topics, there's a great blog, all sorts of things, and recipes. And farm dogs, too, by the way. So there you go. Commongroundminnesota.com is your great resource for everything food and families and farms. Don't forget, check them out on Instagram at commongroundminn. What time is it? Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie March, and I am being joined by Elizabeth Reese. Are you there? I'm here. Good morning. We hadn't checked in, and I was like kind of frantically running and everything else. I was like, well, I really just hope she's there. (laughs) I'm here. I am absolutely here, and I'm ready to talk food with you this morning. Oh my gosh, I just love summer mornings like this where there's like a little bit of crispness oh, in the air my word and do we deserve it after this week <sighs> i know this onslaught of dry 90s i mean dry dry wet dry but like humid and just it's been a heavy weather week yeah it really has it's been hard to want to cook or yes, really eat but i actually eat. i went outside this morning and i grabbed some herbs from the garden oh god to um garnish my breakfast with which well. we can talk about but um and then I just stood in the grass barefoot. I've been reading all about and listening to podcasts about the benefits of earthing. And people are like, they talk about how if you stand barefoot on the earth, yeah. the idea is that your body kind of like gets in sync with the earth's natural electromagnetic field. And it's so good for you. And like when you're a kid, you're barefoot all the time, oh, right? I, I don't I, think my, I don't think giant baby has worn shoes. I think in, I think in like months, right, you know, exactly. And you feel like connected to your body and connected to the grass and the earth and what's growing and so I don't know if you get a chance to just stand outside on the grass I don't think concrete counts it's probably okay it's probably better than nothing it's probably going to be a smaller vibration (laughs) yes but just stand on the earth a little bit today but it feels great so if you're having a little morning coffee and maybe out in the garden and you've got your airpods in and you're listening good morning it was uh it was yeah i had the ducks quacking i had you know kind of like the neighborhood starting to bustle this morning i thought that was pretty great i know and you've been crazy busy i 
I'm sort of an insane person. We're, we're, I'm like kind of lucky that I made it here today. Like, I, I think it's a miracle. I was looking at your Instagram and I was like, wow. Yeah. If she doesn't show, I'll just talk to myself and right. Grant will be there. Right. I mean, right. And then, yeah. And Rachel, like, you know, like yes. we could just be this whole little fun, like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> but honestly, the moving process is, well, let's start with the fact that we're going to talk about the grad party because I'm going to talk about that in the next segment. But the fact of the moving process, which started directly after the grad party, yeah. was it's a lot, yo. And oh it's my like, gosh, moving is the uh, worst. Even when you have everything handled and yeah. you try to, I mean, and even when you hire people, if you do that, great, yep. good for you, way to go. Yep. It still no, is it's, so much. And it's it's like, and I have to say, shout out to AAA Movers, who I know, you know, uh, are, you know, friends of the station and all the rest. Because and that's how I got, I literally got them just, I called them up because I was like, well, I know Jason Matheson loves them. Yeah. And so I called them and I got to tell you, they were the nicest guys. They were so efficient. They were so friendly. They were quick. Three hours from door to door. And that's all my big stuff. Man. So I did all the things that I couldn't fit in my car kind of, you know, like beds and couches and, you know, dressers and all that stuff. I mean, I still have some of that. I still have. So then it's like the boxes, right? Because then I'm that kind of DIY girl where I'm like, well, I'll just throw all these boxes in my car and just do a couple trips. No, not a couple trips. That A couple trips actually means 25 trips. That's a lie. Yeah, that's actually. And then you're like, wow. And then. And I mean, you know, it's like the kid, the teenager who is like in the basement cleaning his room and he's like. Takes three days to do one room. I'm like, yeah. I'm on my sixth room. We gotta go. You know. Oh, I know. So it's just been a lot. It's been a lot of lifting, a lot of sweating, a lot of a lot of sneezing. Because wow, I don't dust apparently. So <laughs> I guess I'm a high functioning individual who just doesn't dust. So <laughs> you just gotta get an air purifier. I know. Seriously. I know. I was just thinking, I'm gonna get one for each level of this house. I mean, might as well, right? Yeah, just to get it like. You know, airflow is good for a person. Oh, I think so. Yeah. I think so. Well, so so how are you moved yet then? I mean, are you officially out of your old house? No, I hand over the keys tomorrow. So, Oh, that's good. I'm just doing... And so today I'm doing... You know, I've got like 1-800-JUNK people coming and like, you know, to take the couch that nobody wanted to buy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And that's fine. I did put the foosball table on the curb. You know, right. this massive foosball table we've had for like so long, Yeah, but it's a great foosball table. And basically Jake and I brought it out to the curb and he's like, no way anyone's going to grab this. It's like, it's too big. It's too heavy. Oh, they're going to. Oh, we put it out on Thursday night and Friday morning. Like I drove back at 8 a.m. and it was gone. Totally gone. Yeah, yeah. that's great. It's a, I, I think, you know, the nice thing about moving, it's such a pain, but it is a really great opportunity to purge. Yeah. It's also a great opportunity to look at a fresh space and be like, how do I want to live? Right. In, 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 and try to be intentional about it instead of just, you know, the longer you're in a spot, the more you're likely to just like oh. throw stuff. I'm convinced that everyone should act like they're moving. Yeah. Like you should act like you're putting your house on the market or that you're moving out of your rental every like one to two years. I agree. Because the um the pare down that you do when you're like, oh, I'm going to have to stage this place so people come in and see it. Yeah. You, because we did that once we, uh, we put our house on the market and then we decided not to sell it. Yeah. And then oh, all the stuff that I'd taken down off of the, yeah 
off of like, you know, instead of 10 picture frames right. on the table, how about only have four? Well, and, and then I'm like, this is amazing. Wait, this actually works. I know. Yeah. And I totally agree that the purge is necessary. And four years ago when I moved from the big house to this little rental, like that was a massive purge. But I just found myself even now, like now I'm moving things just to get them out of the way so I can clean this house and then be done. Yeah. But I am looking at things going like, wow, I'm probably going to put that back into the Goodwill bin, you know? Yes. And so I feel like there is that level of, um, you know, the things that you, and it's hard because there are certain things like there's pictures, you know, that were in frames of the kids. And I'm like, you know, I don't really think I need to have those anymore in those frames. And so I pulled them out and I put them into like, you know, a box that then it'll go into a book, you know, and that can sit better than having these frames, which I don't like and everything else. So it's, but it's like, that's a process. The most fun thing is setting up your kitchen. Yeah. Which is like getting it all organized and putting things in a place where you can get like a good workflow. Yeah. And that's honestly, that's the hardest part for me right now because I am having my kitchen cabinets painted. Oh, And they were fun. supposed to be done before I moved in, but they, there's supply with paint primer and all that delay. So I'm sort of in the middle of this, like, I can't put anything in my cabinet. So all my food is living in the living room and then all my other <laughs> plates and everything are all in the garage so i can't it's like i'm stopped I, my supply chain is is you know interrupted yeah so that's okay though you know what i mean it's all part it's like i'm 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 not living i'm just sleeping there right now anyway because i'm at the other house cleaning it out so yeah. it's all part and parcel man you're a tough cookie it's a, lot. It's, it's a lot it's a lot it's just a lot no matter what and you can be simultaneously like grateful for where you're moving to yeah. and excited about it and happy that you have a home and all of that. But you can also feel like, holy hell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have to tell you that we have not, there hasn't been any cooking obviously going on, but yeah. like, you know, we've had some pizza and everything else. And thank I God was, for restaurants and yeah, takeout. And I know. Thank God for that. The occasional drive through. And actually the funny thing is, of course, I moved to St. Louis Park, as you guys know, and um, I <laughs> revival opened just in time <gasps> for me to show up. Where and is so, the new revival? I know it's in Texatonka Strip Mall. OK. And it's right like literally it'll be within walking distance. And it's like it's you guys, it's so great. It's got a, like an inside outside uh, bar situation where like you walk in and it's all walk in you walk in and then outside you know like you can sit at one half of the bar and you're inside and the outside and they've got the garage doors it's just and their patio has like 80 seats there's like 120 inside and 80 on the outside and it is lovely you know italian eatery i.e in minneapolis near nokomis has an inside outside bar kind of a deal yeah too where like you can basically when you're sitting at the bar outside you're looking into the bar inside that's what that is and it is so cool i love that design i I think it's so brilliant because you can really feel like it's a you're not sometimes on restaurant patios or a restaurant bar you feel like you're totally separated from the from the party inside and vice versa. Yeah. And this way it's, you're able to make it feel like it's one space. I would love to see more restaurants do that in design. Yeah, I do too. And you know, it's not as bad as like, cause you, they have these air blowers that, so it's not like there's a ton of bugs. I mean, and there's not like, you know, the heat doesn't, I mean, it was 90 and we were fine. You know, we were sitting inside and, but we were right next to the opening outside and talking to people on the outside and it was great. I know. And so then does St. Louis Park have like, is it similar to the St. Paul menu? Because sometimes the Minneapolis menu is a little different. Yeah, no, it's like, it's actually closer to Minneapolis. So it's not smoked meats. It's fried chicken, fried green tomatoes, mostly that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. And then they're going to open for brunch in July. So 
Boom. Yeah. And then, by the way, across this, like the little patio area from them is where Angel Food Bakery and Frio Frio is. Yes. And Katie, you know, Journeys is like the greatest. Oh, Katie is amazing. And her um, her pretzels. I like, know. I love her. She's very Girl. well known for her donuts, obviously. Yeah. She did for my rehearsal dinner for my wedding. We did Trace Chase cupcakes. Yes. From her that were unbelievable. But her pretzels, her like jalapeno cream cheese pretzels yes make me want to cry yeah no i i'm you and i are with each other on this because the savory thing yeah. that katie does is equal or better in my mind oh that's really fun and yeah. friendly reminder if you you know if you don't want to go to a revival restaurant i think revivals food travels so well and i say it over and over I again know. but i mean i've literally picked it up in st paul and driven it to burnsville yeah to my parents house and it's been delicious not all takeout travels great yeah Revival no, it doesn't. Does. I think we've learned that. That's maybe the key lesson. We're talking to you, French fries. You're the worst. <laughs> hey, okay, we're going to take a quick break, you guys. When we come back, we have a great show today. We're going to talk. I'm going to tell you about some grad party lessons that I learned and things, tips for your next one if you're going to have it. We're going to talk about outdoor part, dinner parties and like cabin stuff. Plus, you know, we've got some... I'm excited to talk to you about chicken marinades because I have feelings about that. Yes. And then we're going to talk about some local hard seltzers. So Boom. we have a great show. So stay tuned, you guys. This is the Weekly Dish on My Talk 107.1. We'll be right back. We're brought to you by Hornitos. By now you've heard about the crazy real estate market and how homes are going for multiple offers. Well, friends, if you're thinking about selling, call Carrie and Sue at Lakes Area Realty and get started so that you can take advantage of getting top dollar for your home. This is Stephanie Hansen from The Weekly Dish, and I bought and sold a home last year with the incredible team of Carrie Elkst and Sue Durfee from Lakes Area Realty. The market moves really fast, and Sue and Carrie were able to help me get my home ready and on the market in three days. They even helped me hire a cleaner and a painter to make those finishing touches that can get you top dollar for your home. Carrie and Sue offer a free staging service where a professional stager comes into your home and tells you what pictures to take down, what furniture to move to the garage, all to get you top dollar for your home in this crazy market that doesn't seem nearly as crazy when you work with experienced people that listen to you and help you get your place ready to sell. Carrie and Sue at Lakes Area Realty are not a large team. Each time you go through a home, you deal with them directly. I had a great experience, so find Carrie Elks, C-A-R-R-I-E, and Sue Durfee at CarrieandSue.com if you're buying or selling a house. That's Carrie and Sue at CarrieandSue.com from Lakes Area Realty. Hey everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. I'm Stephanie March and I'm here with Elizabeth Reese today. Hello friends. How, and it's a great summer morning, you guys. It's one of the top ones out there, I think. It definitely is. I is love it, it. Are we going to keep this gorgeousness all day? I think, think today's supposed to be beautiful. According to my news watching this morning, they said that yes, it was going to be just a beautiful summer day. It's going to be warm and nice and uh, it's just great. Okay, so then it looks like tomorrow might be the uh, soaky part of the yeah thing. yeah Father's Day will get um get the rain on which is good we need the rain we need the rain need and the rain, guess yeah. what it's like, gonna cancel a lot of golf plans every day is Father's Day it is <laughs> what, this is like when kids would be like why is there no kids day every day is kids day how about Father's Day fathers get Father's Day and every other day yeah seriously <laughs> um I think so by the way I'm sorry that I'm totally weather apping you all but like Monday looks to be like 67. Yeah, Monday's what? supposed to be really cool. Gorgeous. Yeah, we need a little bit of relief. I need some relief from the 90s, I'm I'm telling you. And this actually plays in because I want to talk to you guys about the grad party. Mm, <laughs> because yes. it was a big old shebang, let me tell you. But we did it on Sunday night, um, and that was a strategic thing. Also, just thinking about a lot of our friends, you know, in the industry, Sundays are better than Saturdays. But also just, um, it also means that people aren't going to like 
super party at your house till 2 a.m. Yeah. So, yeah. And well, I mean, Sunday's the new Saturday. Like, is. I don't know. I just feel like since the pandemic, it just doesn't matter what day is what day. It's you just what? do things on the day that you want to do them and that you can do them. I hope that that's a carryover. Me I mean, too. I don't mind. I, we were just talking about this on Twin Cities Live yesterday yeah. about people getting married. Like, don't be surprised if you get invited to Thursday night weddings. Yeah, I would do it. That it's becoming a real thing. Now, it's out of necessity because... Everybody yeah. who wanted to get married last summer or is maybe doing like a little do over right. compared to what they did last summer. And then there are only so many summer dates. Yep. So I- lots of people are doing like Sunday, Thursday weddings. I think that's great. You know what? We did ours on a Friday and I think that still was already like a little bit people like, oh, OK, you know, oh, yeah. and- but I think if you're doing something like, I mean, think about it. You go to events on Thursday nights. And so why wouldn't you go and to a, a wedding? And a Friday wedding is great. Because yeah. if people are traveling, they're already traveling on Friday anyway. Right. And then they get the whole weekend and have fun. I know. That's kind of the whole plan. I really like that. And that's, you know, the same thing like with grad parties. Like you don't like you don't have to worry about. I, and I think the hard part with grad parties is that there's usually a ton going on. Right. Because the whole class graduates at the same time. Yeah. And again, like you said, they have you only have so many Saturday <laughs> spots. And then everyone goes to college. I remember in high school being like, oh, today there's five of them that I want to go to. Yeah. And that's like, I know that, you know, giant baby is working on like, he's got to get stuff moved and, you know, doing stuff in the house the last little bits so that he can go to like six grad parties today too. (laughs) So he's like a social butterfly who I'm just like cracking the whip on. It's fine. But nonetheless, so his party, you guys, there's a couple things that I have to say that I remembered. Like I was, the hardest part is that it is usually an open house, right? And it's usually like, Come between five and eight or something like that. Yeah. And and so you really don't know how many people are coming. Mm-hmm. And if you have a kid who has done what I think all kids, high schoolers now do, which is just put it on their Instagram stories, <laughs> that means that like people are like, I don't know, they just saw it, they're going to come. Or maybe they're not. You don't know. So what did you plan for? So my idea was I thought I have, I was thinking about 125, you know, at a t- and that would be like generally, uh, you know, sort of, in the right area, because even if the people who are coming weren't going to eat, you know, everything. Right. And so we showed up or so I basically decided not to cook the meats. I told you this. I basically got them from uh, Animales Barbecue. Yeah, smart. So we got a couple of pork shoulders. Here's the deal. We actually miscounted our pork shoulders. And so John threw in a couple pastrami's, smoked pastrami's that he had from another gig. And I got to tell you, the pastrami was a hit. And I probably would not have done a pastrami. But I'm telling you right now that that pastrami was like, everyone was like, do you have more of that meat? You know? Great. And so all I did with it, and then I was like, well, what do you do with pastrami on a, like a buffet situation, right? Because that's a tough question. Yeah, pastrami is a sandwich food. Right. And so then, so that's, so we went and got a bunch of rye bread and we cut them into small little sandwichy type sizes. And then I put the pimento cheese out there. Great. And I put in like a couple different like spicy mayos and different like flavored sauces and pickles. Oh man, I want to do that like for dinner. Dude, this is, I'm not kidding you. And then Ritz crackers. I was teaching the kids. And actually, and then some potato chips, because I was teaching the kids the perfect bite is taking your rye bread, spreading it with the pimento cheese, putting the piment, or putting the pastrami on top of it, putting a pickle, and then putting a potato chip. Yeah. And then you put another little piece of bread down, and you just scooby that situation, and then you shove it in your face. I mean, this is the kind of wisdom that's going to help them as they move forward into adulthood. I know. And I was literally like, I said, if you want to go lighter, Ritz cracker, pimento, pastrami. Done. Yeah, but then you miss out on the good bite from the rye. I know, the rye and the pickle. You're yeah. missing out on the pickle. Yeah, but I, I mean, there there are real merits to a Ritz cracker. There are. Um, that, that's really good to know. I, You know, this is the thing that I wonder, too, is that I would think that people would would want to eat at your house. Well, 
And I think they're is- judging. Everyone's looking at their day. And they're going, okay, we've got six parties to go to. Yeah. Who's going to have the best food? I'm going to eat there. That's- and if it's the food and dining editor for Minneapolis yeah. St. Paul Magazine and the co-host of the weekly dish on My Talk 1071, if I have five parties to choose from, I'm saving my appetite for yours. No pressure. <laughs> And it's true, there was. You have to know your social standing when you're planning for food. No, and you do, you do. And in fact, that was, there was a few people, some dads were like, okay, I didn't eat today because I knew I was coming here. And I was like, okay, I set you up to win then because we have all of this pork and all of this pastrami. And so the pork, here's the situation with the pork. We did it, so we got the pulled pork and we did it three ways. And two of the ways worked, one was a fail. One way was we did it, you know, we put up the pork on the end of the table and then we taped off three sections. And one section was taco bar. One section was Carolina pork buns. And then the last section was supposed to be rice bowls. That was the fail. (laughs) It was just too hot. The rice was clumped together in this like massively. I don't even know what it was. Yeah, it was like pull off a piece of rice. It was. It was. It was like you could lift one rice grain and get the whole bowl. Mm. And then I did. And so here's the thing. I do have some vegetarians in the mix. And I thought about that. You know, a couple of Jakey's best friends are, uh, you know, vegetarians. And then, you know, a couple of my friends. Here was an idea that I thought worked out really well. I threw, and this was a last minute thought. um, I threw a spaghetti squash into the Instant Pot. By the way, boy, that is impressive that you thought of that. I know, and and then I pulled it, so I took, I put it in there for. We cut it in half. Actually, I had to do two because it was so huge. But I cut it in half. I put it in the instant pot, cup of water. I stabbed it all around. We scooped out a little bit in the middle, stabbed it all around. I think it was in there for like fifteen minutes. That's mm-hmm. it. And then we pulled it out, and then it was great. And we shredded it, and we threw a barbecue sauce on it. Barbecue squash. I know. Hold on a second, you guys. We're going to continue talking about outdoor parties and fun stuff. We will be right back. This is the Weekly Dish on My Talk 107.1. Hello, Weekly Dishers. Spring has sprung, and that means the best-tasting wild-caught seafood is available from Sitka Salmon. You may have heard us talk about Sitka Salmon before on the show, and that's because we are huge fans. Sitka Salmon standards for quality are unrivaled in the industry because, you see, Sitka Salmon is a community-supported fishery. The fish they process for you to eat are caught by a collective of small boat fishermen, fisherwomen, and families. Some of these families have been fishing for multiple generations. And knowing the boat your fish comes from is not typical of most fish you buy. When you buy a Sitka salmon share, you're getting the freshest quality fish you can, and you can trace the fish back to its source. With your share, you're part of the Sitka family, and you get monthly fish shipments of salmon, lingcod, crab, tuna, halibut, and you get the freshest fish while it's in season. They eat even have recipes, but I've been steaming my cod in my Instant Pot. The fish is so delicious, you don't even need to do much to serve it other than cook it and eat it. So Weekly Dishers, here is how you get your $25 discount for the first month of a premium Sitka Salmon Share. Type SitkaSalmonShares.com backslash Weekly Dish and you save $25. So save $25 on your box. Again, type Sitka, S-I-T-K-A, SalmonShares.com backslash Weekly Dish and you save $25. Hey everybody, welcome back to My Talk 107.1. I'm Stephanie March. I'm here with Elizabeth Reese this morning. Good morning. And we are kind of talking about grad party fun. We're talking about outdoor parties. We're talking about the fact that it's summer which means you kind of need to eat outside, I think. That is so true. We went to a really fun outdoor party last night. My neighbors threw a pre-solstice party. Oh, I love like this. Like a midsummer party, which was so wonderful. And um, 
if you know the solstice is on Sunday, which is Father's Day. Yeah. But she threw a pre-party and she had this Swedish trio of musicians outside. Get out. My yeah, our neighbor Ani, who's amazing. And then she had little flower crowns for everyone to wear. Yes. And the Swedish trio did like little dancing games with the kids, and then they pulled out a big movie screen what? and put a movie outside and everyone just drank wine. She put out some appetizers. I had to leave with the little baby um, earlier, yeah. you know, and put him to bed. And I was like, hey, will the monitor reach five I, houses down? Seriously. <laughs> and I was like, this feels a little too that far. That game, we played that all summer. I know. Summer. My next door neighbors are fine. But when I go yeah. down around the corner, I don't. Right. Um, and But then Jay stayed out with the big kids. And it was just so magical and fun. And it just felt so festive to celebrate the longest day of the year. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, I just thought, like, this should be a great tradition. And then I posted about it on my Instagram. And all these people were like, that is such a great idea. Like, what a fun thing to celebrate. Yeah. No, I. you know what? My mom's friends have always done a solstice party. It's a very Scandinavian yeah, thing. Yeah, it super is. And they do, you know, they've kind of had it be out in their yard. And they've done, you know, they've done like, they've, they've done like lanterns, I think, too. Like, yes. they have lanterns everywhere. It's like, and just celebrating the sun. And I think that's kind of one of those great... I mean, the winter solstice parties are not as fun as a summer solstice party. Let's the be summer honest. solstice is so magical. And, you know, I will tell you, this is just a reminder for any party. And this doesn't have to do with food. But if you can swing it, that you can have some sort of live music at your party. That's and amazingly. That's a great idea. Dude. It, and you really it's not as hard to find people as you think. Like, I, I mean, you can find just amazing musicians will come over and it won't be i mean it's not crazy expensive i know it, it definitely is a cost but it, i think it's such a worthwhile investment in terms of the arts in our community yeah and then also it makes a party from like fun to super fun yes it's true and i think you know what it is also here's and this is just going to be that little competitive side of me but it makes it better than other people's parties totally <laughs> Because <laughs> it's just that thing that you're, it's unexpected. I know. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, this is amazing. I feel like I'm at like an event instead of just like, oh yeah, you know, take some stuff out of the cooler and you know, I don't know. Especially after a year of not hearing live music. Yes. Uh, when you hear it. I mean, when we walked up to the house and you could just, and you heard the instruments, it was just so, so much fun. And this is where I love this, this conversation is going because I think one of the things, and actually I had a conversation with the chef yesterday uh with karen tomlinson of you know muriel she's going to be opening up next month i know i'm so excited oh, for dude. her yeah that's the old bar brigade in yeah. st paul right on Cle it's on cleveland isn't it it is it is and um and i've been messaging with her about this because that's pretty close to where i live so that's like the area that we will you know we go to dinner regularly and um, it's going to be wonderful okay i think well you and i have to have a chat about something then after okay. this okay, but um what i do want to tell you is that uh what she said and i'm going to put a blog up on monday and you'll get a little sneak peek of what she's got planned but honestly one of the things she said so resonated and said people are looking for experiences right mm -hmm. we've spent the last year sort of you know editing ourselves and keeping ourselves tamped down and everything else and now it's not just about being ready to like party that's not it it's about experiences it's about enriching the lives and not taking things for granted yes and so i think your idea and this point about having musicians and saying like okay guess what i'm gonna do i'm gonna pay like if it's a budget thing because a lot of people think oh, i can't afford you know to have all this food and musicians right. and everything else but i would say 
and this sounds weird, but like have people bring wine so that you don't have to go buy wine. Right. And then like make it a BYOB. Right. And people are totally fine to do that. People love it. They're and they don't to- and have to cook And they get to things. drink what they want to drink. Yes. Too. And then, and my big thing with that is when, you know, people are like, oh, have everyone bring a dish. And I get, I get that. But there's some people who can't cook like we can. And so yeah. they feel weird about it. Nobody feels weird about picking up a bottle of wine. Mm-mm. Nobody. No. So have everybody bring the booze and then you put your money towards the string quartet or whatever. I'm so with you on this. This is so right on. I know. Because you could spend a couple hundred bucks on wine or you could ask everybody that yeah. you could crowdsource your wine and then you could your wine. Make, make the party so memorable. And oh my God, can I tell you that one of the things about having the party that I was so stressed out about was like, well, what are people going to want to drink? Should I have two kinds of beer? Should I have <sighs> one kind of beer? Should I do an entire cocktail thing or should I just, with that many people, I was just, it was too much. Like if I had had that off my plate, I would have been like done. Yeah. Let's, you know, that's great. So, it is, that's a good idea. I love that. I love that thinking about experiences and just kind of elevating something um, through whatever way that you do. But yeah. even just like a magical outdoor dinner party yeah. is so much fun. Okay. So think about the fact that I think when you, here's the other thing for magical outdoor dinner parties, like, like don't scrimp on like yard lights. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like basically the Christmas light situation, let's just call them yard lights because I think if you make it that little bit's magical, you can just have dips and chips and you're fine. Like mm-hmm. cocktails, dips and chips is a wonderful thing. Yep. You know, but if you then amp it up, like do some citronella candles and do some pretty serving pieces and cut some, you know, branches or whatever to make it pretty. I think that that's what we're talking about. It's yeah. like there's a little bit more and then then it's sort of like hanging out and waiting like you don't I will say this with the restaurants it's frenetic right now in the restaurants because everybody's wants to be there and it's like everybody wants to party and and I'm sort of still not I still want to kind of have that relaxed lazy thing where I want to sit there for 4 hours. Yeah. Yeah, and you still can't. It's funny because I was looking for a reservation for tonight. Mm-hmm. And um and then I, I wanted to go to this place and I saw the, like, we're limiting our dining if it's two people. And, and I just was like, man, I, know. I, know that, I hate that. It kills I, you it know, for and me. I get it. I mean, I know they're doing what they have to do, but it really does. When the moment you make it, it's it's so the antithesis of hospitality. And I'm not coming down on places that nope. are doing this for whatever reason they feel like they need to do it. That being said, right. when you are immediately, while the person is making the reservation to come into your restaurant, you are already telling them when they have to leave. Yeah. It feels wrong to yeah. me. It does. It, I, I, I I will be very happy when that is let go. Right. I don't like it. Well, and it's for me, too. I'm with you on that. Like, I understand and I will support it and I will, I and will do a, what it yeah, needs to I'm be done. I'm adhering. I'm doing it. But it's a bummer. Yeah. And I also feel like it is that moment where you're kind of like, for me, it's like, I, I don't know. It's like, I can't, the pressure for that kind of ruins it. Like, the pressure that I know, and I will tell you that I've been at places you know, where we have been working within the limits and then friends are like, we got to go. You can't order anything because we got to go. And it's, I, everyone yeah. gets stressed out. They get stressed out. This just happened to me with some friends at a restaurant that I love. Yeah. Owned by a person that I love. Yeah. And, um, and they, I mean, and the server was strategically saying, if you guys want one more drink, you have to order it now because yeah. you're going to have to leave. Right. And it, the last 30 minutes of the entire dinner was like, how fast do I have to drink this? It's just, yeah. And then the other people are waiting. And I know, like, ideally for restaurants, it would be so wonderful for them to always be able to plan like that. Right. But it does ruin the vibe. So the way to, uh, you know, avoid that, get a bunch of takeout and do your own party yeah. at your own house. Support the restaurant through takeout. That's totally fine. 
And then, um, and then, yeah, just have them like in your backyard. And I think, honestly, that might be where I'm going to move towards with a lot of things too. So you know? many people have invested in their backyard setup too. Oh. And you know, there is something really great. My mom always says, you know, she's an interior designer and she says the best way to find out what you need for your house is to throw a party. Yeah. Because when you throw a party, you realize like, oh gosh, I could really use two more chairs right. or Hey, this seating setup isn't really working for like how people want to use this space. Yes. And then you can rearrange accordingly. Well, and that's why I know. And with this new house, well, I have boxes everywhere. I can't do anything right now. But basically, I kept, I was looking. I'm like, okay, well, I just need to have a dinner party so that I can figure out, like, where people are going to want to be. Like, I don't even know until I get the people in there, like, how it's going to flow. Yeah. Really. Yeah. And I might move things around. Like, that's the beauty of, you know, having it be like, just be flexible and just being like, you know, maybe we'll do this. Maybe we'll start here. I don't know. I know. I think when you're outside, too. Trying to have as many. I'm looking for more like outdoor side tables and like I want to get an outdoor buffet table. Right. Um, because I loved you put together, you pulled this list from Bon Appetit of some really fun yeah. outdoor party accessories. Yeah. The cooler that's on legs. I that love that. stands up. <gasps> I think is so great. Even just preventing people from having to crouch. I know this sounds silly, but crouching down to get their drink. Yeah. If it's elevated, I think it elevates the party. Yes. I do too. And in fact, I have another thing to tell you. There's like, if you just do um, like a butcher block table, you know, if you can find some of those, those you can like have outside, you know, and then you can have, you can sort of do a cooler situation underneath them. Yeah. And those are, I I just think having that as a side along is one of those things that you will not regret. No, you won't because then you'll have a place to put everything. And even, you know, Costco has great folding, um, tables that have adjustable heights yes and i have a couple of those okay. and then you can just get a cute tablecloth and put that over it when you have people over um but you always have that as a backup too and you can make it is so that it can be dining height or you can raise it up to like counter height or bar oh, I height like that yeah i did take one of my di- one of my tables that was in our basement and i i stuck it in the backyard underneath a couple of pine trees and i'm sort of just living with it there right now that's great trying to decide if that's where it's going to live or if it needs to come inside or what but i don't know i just the idea of having dinner out there and doing that kind of thing to me that feels like just on a reg you know on the regular i so. will tell you we took a table that was in our porch yeah. and we moved it outside and my children have all they want to do is eat outside. Yeah. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah. I mean, breakfast before school. Right. They go. Like, let's go outside. Let's, can we eat our breakfast outside? <sighs> and I think, sure. Yeah. I just put it out there. Let's do it. I'm I'm for that. And I do think the mosquitoes are coming and they're, they're coming. here. But I mean, I think that there's, there's ways of getting around that too. So. I have, we have those little um, thermo, thermocell things. Do you think, th- do those work? We love them. I am on the verge of like, there's one that somebody says is an amazing thing and I was going to check it out. I have to look it up. The thermocells, you, we, they last a long time. I mean, we used to at our old house get chased, I mean, physically chased inside. Yeah. And then as soon as Jay got those and he would put a bunch of them out on the deck. Yeah. They, it's fine. I mean, you have to have them kind of near you. Yeah. But like we put them out by the bonfire pit. Yeah. I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. The mosquitoes. I know. I, I wish death to them all. I have, I, li- I literally was going to Google, like, what's the point of mosquitoes? Like, yeah. why are they here? Can't we genetically modify them to just die? They're bat food. I know. Oh, that's it. That's it. They are bat food. And, They're bat and, food. Yeah. Okay. That's it. All right. Well, that is, uh, that's some of our outdoor, par- you know, dinner party tips and stuff. You guys, we are going to talk more about those just all season long, as far as I'm concerned. So, uh, but we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, it is the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. So give us a call at 651 
641-1071, and we will answer all of your questions. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. Hey, everybody. Steph March here with Elizabeth Reese, and this is the Ask Stephanie portion of the Weekly Dish. Uh, give us a call, 651-641-1071, or hit us up on the Twitters, or send us a little text or a note if you need to. We are your source of information. <laughs> yes, we are. I think we can answer a lot of things. I hope so. I know. Uh, hey, we do have Brian on the line. Let's hear from Brian. We got him up. Hey, Brian, are you there? I'm here. Are you there? We're we here. You. How are you? Couple, I'm doing great. Good. Good to hear you. Good. Um, a couple weeks ago, you mentioned a restaurant that served po' boy sandwiches. Oh. Did you? I, I mean, you know, I think the po' boys... Gosh, where did we talk about? I mean, sea salt is always a great place for po' boys. Oh, yeah, that's so the good. The only place that does etouffee. Oh, you know, we used to. Um, and then that is, I don't know. You know what? You're going to have to wait a little bit for Mr. Paul's to show up in Edina, and they will do etouffee for sure. Yeah, great. Um, yeah. You know, Dixie's on Grand. That's Is that open anymore? I, actually I don't, don't know. And then there was a place in the North Metro that did it, too. That, that's the one, the Cajun... Uh, and did they close? They did. Yeah. Oh man, that was I such know. a bummer. That was a great place. Etouffee was amazing. Have to go to Nolens. You might yeah. have to go to Nolens. I know. It looks like Dixie's on Grand is open. I think so. I would give them a shot. All right. All right. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, Brian. Bye. Yeah, you guys. It's like uh, you know. It's kind of. It's hard to still know kind of which. I know. Place. It's hard to know what's open and it's hard to know what places are doing. You I have know. To always check well, ahead of time. But that's a good I mean sea salt by the falls is I know it's open spot. and it's always they always have great seafood and great um God, I'm trying to remember if there was I'll think about it over the break, Brian, and let you know if there's a place I can remember. I feel like we did talk about it, but it might have been a preview for Mr. Paul's, which is coming. So. Where is that gonna be? That's gonna be in the Nolan Mains project at fiftieth in France. Okay. Which is a super hot spot because it's right behind it's gonna be right across from where Sweet Science ice cream is. Oh yes. Hello. I love that. I know. So that's good. So six Boy, five the ice one. ice cream game around here is real good. Oh my God. Seriously. I think that, that our ice cream game is, which is, I think, funny because people would think of us as cold all the time. So they wouldn't expect us to have ice cream. But the thing about Minnesota is, right? We take those summer days very seriously. Yeah, and we don't care that it's cold. No. And yeah, milk jam open in the middle of winter. Hello. Right. Lines around the block. Delicious. And that A to Z creamery. Have you gotten any of it? I haven't. No. I mean, how do you get it? No. I can't get it. It's Are like 30 me? seconds. And it sells out. It sells out in <laughs> 30 seconds. A to Z creamery. You can only order it online. He does like small batches. Yeah. He announces the flavor. It is such a brilliant business model. I know. Well, I don't know. I don't know how long it can last, honestly, because people get frustrated. Yeah. And they give up. Like, for instance, I had A to Z. I, I was on the ticket and I was like really trying hard. And I mean, I lost, I got a pint and it was in my inbox and I went for my credit card. And by the time, you know, it was like in the cart. And then by the time, like I got through my putting in my numbers, it was out of my cart. Okay. And I hate that. Yeah, that's frustrating. So I probably haven't, you know. Okay, that's but, a that's a good point. Yeah, I don't know. Also, ice cream is, uh, I think, one of those things like, and I know that we, uh, we've talked about this before, but like the Cuisinart ice cream maker that I have that has the little compressor with it, mm-hmm. like that to me, it's so easy to make ice cream now that I'm, and I'm, I'm not saying like, that's, I understand that that's a, that's a, it's a process, but right. now I have a couple pints in my fridge, you know, in my freezer that I really like. I never use my Cuisinart ice cream maker. You should make some. 
I know. I need to, especially because I'm I'm off the dairy right now. And so I could oh. I can make like coconut milk, which would be great. Uh yeah. And you can do you should try some of the interesting maybe next time you come on we should do some of that ice cream stuff because there's a someone was making it with the uh, with the oat milk, you yeah, know, yeah. and then also with the, here's the weird one, the aquafaba. Oh, you know from the chickpeas. Yeah. Yeah. It's the weird chickpea juice. Yeah. So it's starchy like egg whites and someone was making some sort of an ice cream like with it. That's really interesting. Speaking of oat milk though, um, uh, if you want like some good sweet treats, you know, I love Johnny Pop so much. Yeah, they're yeah, local yeah. and they're like so great. Um, but they have oat milk ones too. Do they? Yes. And they're very good. Like oat milk, mango, oat milk, chocolate. It's nice to have some dairy-free options that aren't just like a bomb pop. I know. I know. There is something about that, too. There's, you know what? I will say this. I didn't talk about this at the, uh, about the graduation party, but we did a cereal bar, you know? Yeah. Where, in which we got 20 uh, boxes of all different kinds of sugar cereals. And we don't buy sugar cereals, which is why that's kind of the big treat. But the mixing that went on from like the honey made s'mores cereal, which I didn't know existed. Weird. And then they put in their the cookie crisp into it and then they put in some Reese's puffs. Like there were some serious concoctions going on. But I also put in, you know, in the big tub with the cooler of ice, I put in like oat milk and soy milk and coconut milk and all these different milks, just thinking, well, we'll see what people try. Wow. They plowed through the oat milk. Like, yeah, the regular milk wasn't even it wasn't even it was like barely touched. Everybody's into the oat milk right now. Yes. Yeah, it is nice. It's really good. It's like because it's got a nice little bit of sweetness to it. I think that was it. And then I also think, um, you know, sometimes like. I I can't eat too many nuts. Like I like nuts, but I don't usually. I don't just like snack on handfuls of nuts. You don't because it kind of gives me a stomach ache after oh, a little while. Yeah, it's just like, ugh, I right. don't know. And so then the nut milk, and when you you know when you learn about the nut milks are very water intensive to make. Yeah, I mean it's like a real deal where oat milk is way less. This is true. I read about the environmental impact of alternative milks. Well, recently. and yeah, I'm not allowed to bring almond milk into my house because Jake is against. Almonds. Okay, we did have a couple more questions. We did have, and remember, you guys can call in 651-641-1071 if you want to ask us a question. We did have a caller earlier. She is looking for help. She has a couple of neighbors. Uh, who, you know, one of them has cancer and the other one is pregnant. She wants to give them gifts, like food gifts, but she's worried about um, what to give people who have dietary restrictions and things like that. What do you give to them as far mm. as you know, helping them out there with that. I think, I think asking is really important. I do too. I think you just reach out with a text and just say, I, um, Hey, listen, I want to bring some food by. Yep. Do you have any dietary restrictions? Yep. And then I think people are getting so common with asking that now. Yeah. Like, I don't do go too. anywhere without people asking that. Yeah. And I think also if you're thinking about like, uh, Especially for someone who's, you know, like if you're thinking about a mix of something or you could put together instead of like baking cookies because you don't know, you could put it together, you know, in sort of a mixed jar thing so that they could then decide whether or not to do it. You know, you know, another good thing. I mean, this might sound kind of crazy, but like as far as healing goes, Mm -hmm. like bone broth is so amazing. And right. And you can get some really good like artisanal like sipping bone broth. Yep. I mean, if for someone who just had a baby postpartum, that is like the most restorative food that you can consume. Right. And um, and then it's also nice because it can be something that you can you can either get them shelf stable or you can get some that are you can pop in the freezer and then they can just have it whenever they want it. And it's like no prep. It's just warm up. Yeah. And I mean, that's one of those things like that's rarely a person is not 
you know, is like allergic to bone broth. For no, yeah. So I've never heard of anyone. But I know. Maybe I, I, when I say that, I was like, I really don't know. The other thing I would say is, I mean, getting someone like fresh fruit is always kind of like one of those little things. Like if you get them, I don't know, like to me, somebody giving you a fruit basket is one of those weird things that like it just feels like it's fresh. Or and, go like, to the dripping does. root and in yeah. Minneapolis and get a bunch of cold pressed juices. Yeah, and they can save those too. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Um, okay, we do have Nicole on the line. Hey, Nicole, what's going on today? Hi, good morning. I have a special bottle of champagne that I would like to share for a celebration. And wondering if you have any advice on restaurants that still allow you to bring in the bottle and pay a corkage fee. I think pretty much anybody will. Yeah, I think you just call and ask. Yeah. Um, I, and and most of them just have like a fee. Yeah. You'll just end up paying like, you know, what, like 15 bucks, I think, or like, you know, something like that. I'm not sure how much, but basically I think and any of the finer restaurants who are very used to like having a good wine list, they're 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 up with that. They get it, you know. Great. Yeah. So I would just call wherever you want to go and see what they got or invite them to your house to have the bubbly and then I'll Uber to the restaurant. That's a good idea, too. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Sounds great. Okay, you guys. Thanks for calling, Nicole. Okay, you guys, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we have the second hour of the show. Lots of good stuff on tap. So stay tuned. This is the Weekly Dish on My Talk 107.